Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 83, Other Uses for Mucus. In episode 80, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the origins of mucus and the critical role it has played across the animal tree of life, including how it may have allowed for the development of different embryonic tissue layers, a key innovation that led to the complex bodies we see across the animal tree of life today. Mucus was used first and foremost, the hypothesis goes, as a physical barrier, something that allowed early lineages of animals to have clear boundaries between self and non-self, and to control the interactions of microbes from the outside, non-self world with the cells inside the body. Since then, animals have learned to use mucus in all kinds of body systems and processes, including lubrication and dehydration reduction of certain tissues. Mucus also serves as the matrix that enables ciliary mucus particle transport, which sounds not that cool, but is found throughout the animal kingdom, including in you and I. After sponges, one of the oldest groups of animals are the cnidarians, the group that includes coral, jellyfish, and the hydroids and anemones that we find in the intertidal zone and growing on the bottoms of docks and floats. This, along with its sister group, the tenophores, or comb jellies, is where mucus seems to have originated in animal evolution. One group of cnidarians that uses mucus for purposes in addition to the physical components of its immune system is coral. Corals are in the class anthozoa, which means flower animals, and represents a wide diversity of colonial cnidarians, meaning they can reproduce asexually by making little clones of themselves that all stay connected. Each coral colony is actually a connected colony of clones. They're famous for their reef building capabilities, secreting limestone structures that keep them up near the surface of the water, so the symbiotic algae they host can get the sun they need to produce sugar, which they share with the coral. As well as getting carbohydrates from their onboard algal friends, corals also have to eat. There are nutrients they need that they can't get from sugar alone, and mucus plays a key role in this process. Corals excrete mucus all along their upper surface, and it goes by names like the mucopolysaccharide layer. That upper surface also happens to be covered by tiny hairs called cilia. These cilia are the same as the cilia lining your intestines and respiratory tract. They wiggle or beat rhythmically, and as they do so, they move the thin sheet of mucus across the surface of the coral colony. Particles of food get trapped in the mucus, and the cilia move that sheet around such that the food particles get delivered to the mouths of the individual coral polyps, especially ones that haven't fed recently. This process depends, as one review paper notes, on the specific structural properties of mucus. It needs to be highly elastic and have good tensile strength, sort of like good pizza dough, too stiff and it breaks instead of stretches thin. And the mucus does triple duty, not only in capturing and transporting food, but also protecting the colony from microbial pathogens and from getting buried in sediment. This is a coral's worst nightmare, as a sessile organism dependent on light. The mucus traps and transports threatening sediment the same way it does food items. The mucus system is so important that even though it is expensive energetically, the trade-offs are worth it. One coral species studied dedicated up to 40% of its daily sugars to just making and excreting mucus. That is a huge energy budget. 
This ciliary mucus feeding mechanism isn't limited to corals. It's the same thing we see in the filter-feeding mollusks, like clams or mussels. Their gills are covered with cilia and thin sheets of mucus, and as they draw water in and over the gills for respiration purposes, the gills also filter out food particles, which get trapped in the mucus, and the cilia moves that mucus down the gills to the mouth. And I'm sure they came up with this on their own. They didn't get it from the corals. It is so awesome when evolution solves the same problem the same way over and over again. It's called independent or convergent evolution, and it's one of my favorite things in biology. Yes, mucus evolved early as a foundational trait in the history of animals, but the diversity of ways it's used across so many different lineages is a testament to the creativity of the evolutionary process. This has been episode 83 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The show is produced on Wabanaki land. Did you know you can find this show as a podcast? Go to weru.org to learn more. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Siddhartha, used by permission to Creative Commons. Thanks for listening and join us next week.